to build wealth, generational wealth. People ask me like, okay, what does Hollywood have to do with that? And think about it. I decided to be an actor because I saw it in a movie. So many people decide to pursue their dreams because they saw it in a movie. Or they pursued a love interest because they saw it in a movie. It really matters. It really impacts our image and it limits who we are and what we can do. We're here for another episode of Her Money Moves, and I'm so excited about the guest that we have today, Fanny Grande, producer <laughs> and filmmaker and artist and writer and <laughs> incredible. You're making like such a huge and game changer when it comes to filmmaking. So can you share your journey? What inspired you? We kind of were here at the Latitude Conference yeah. and John Leguizamo was saying, hey, I started creating yeah. movies and shows and plays mm -hmm. because I don't see, I didn't have representation there. John's an inspiration and we've worked with him several times. So it's great to have somebody that uses their platform to really elevate and to bring awareness to the cause of representation. So I am the CEO of Avenida Entertainment Group and the co-founder. We co-founded it with my husband and with the sole purpose to create an Avenida for our community in Hollywood, to democratize access to Hollywood. And it all started because I've always wanted to act my entire life since I was like three. I remember like one of my first memories was of me in kindergarten doing a show and people applauding and I was hooked, you know? <laughs> so my whole life was about acting, dancing, singing. I was a singer for a very long time. When I turned 17 years old, my parents informed us that we were moving to the U.S. because of the situation in Venezuela, where I'm from. And I was so excited because I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to Hollywood right away. We moved to Denver, though. <laughs> it was a little, <laughs> a little farther, closer than Venezuela. So we moved to Denver and I went to university and it was a small college, you know, University of Colorado in Denver. And they had a very small theater department. And right away, I faced discrimination. And I didn't know because my whole life I wanted to be an actor. And I would watch all these movies. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to the United States and I'm going to be an actress. And when I got here, I quickly realized, wait a minute, I'm not getting any opportunities simply because I'm a Latina, which is very strange. And it started really, really early. The dean of my college would be like, well, if you really want to act, you should go to, you know, the local Latino theater company in town. I'm like, wait, but I'm paying you to educate me. During school, there was one professor and she's Latina, which was a miracle that there was a Latina professor. And she said, Fanny, you need to just tell your own stories. And at 17 years old, I started just writing. I wrote a, a one-woman show. I started just writing theater. I did go to the local theater company in town and I found sort of like a familia because we were all facing the same discrimination, but we were taking actions. We were making creative choices. And, you know, I graduated from college and I wanted to move to LA, right? Because this is where it's at. So I decided before I moved to LA, I need to shoot a short film so that when I move to LA, I have something. Like I move there with a piece of something. So I had some friends that worked at the local Univision. <laughs> and then all my friends from a the theater company and I shot my first short film. 
moved to LA. Obviously, when I got to Los Angeles, I realized that the issue that I was facing in Denver, Colorado was a hundred times bigger than I thought. There was an entire community of actors and filmmakers and writers that were not given an opportunity simply because of our ethnicity. Because there's a perception that we're all immigrants, like all the time, perennial immigrants. We never are just American or American Latinos or I feel like you can be both. But it's like John said. Yeah. He calls it Hollywoodent. Yeah, Hollywoodent, for sure. So I started making more short films. Well, what happened was this short film that I made in Denver, I entered it into a film festival that Josefina Lopez, who wrote Real Women Have Curves, she hosts this all Latina Film Festival is the only festival in the world that every single director is a Latina. And I got an award, Promising Filmmaker. <laughs> and that was enough for me to continue my career because I realized, you know what? I don't have to wait to get roles written for me. Not only can I create roles for myself, I can create roles for, for all others. the talented people that I know that should be working. So yeah, that's how I got started. And fun fact, 10 years after that festival, we hosted the festival at our movie studio for two years consecutively. So it's like, talk about it like a, a full circle moment. So I started making movies, winning a lot of awards, a lot of festivals, but I could not get representation as an actor or as a director. My white male counterparts, just for thinking, it seemed like they would get not just representation, but deals. I mean, I'm talking about, I won festivals like South by Southwest, like big, big, big ones. So people started telling me, well, because you need to make a feature film. You know, short films are not enough anymore. And at the time, I was a single mother of two little boys. You know, I was pursuing my acting career, my filmmaking career. I had like 10 jobs, you know, just to be able to sustain myself. And I just, I would think to myself, how in the world am I going to make a feature film? So I wrote my movie. I was very proud of it. And I started pitching it at different production companies and studios. And I would get told things like, why is it in English? Why isn't it set in East L.A.? As if we all live in East L.A. <laughs> Have you thought about casting J-Lo? As if J-Lo is going to make my movie. You know, it's like, I mean, I mean that'd be amazing. But, you know, <laughs> I got that kind of movie. And at the time, J-Lo was like the only real, you know, a few other ones, but the only real celebrity out there. My goal was to create more celebrities, to create more opportunities. So just go on the traditional model once again didn't work for me. So I decided to go to the community and somebody mentioned, hey, have you heard of this thing called crowdfunding? This was 10 years ago. So back then, nobody, at least nobody Latino in Hollywood knew what that was, you know? And somebody had explained what it means. A lot of people give you a little bit of money and you can make your project. So I was like, oh man, that's amazing. That's what I'm going to do. So I posted on my social media, hey everyone, help me transform the way our community is portrayed in the media. Contribute to this film. It's called Homebound, by the way. You can watch it still. <laughs> it's on TV and you can find it. And I said, I want to make a film about an American family that just happens to be a Latino family. The tones are going to be there, but it's not going to be on your face because we don't walk around and say, I'm Latina, I'm Latina, you know, everything. We're just people, you know, <laughs> walk around with issues and victories like everybody else. So I went to the community and it was really beautiful because people from across the country 
gave me a little bit of money. And I was very open and vulnerable in my journey when I crowdfunded. And, you know, we raised enough money. And then when we were filming the movie, people who had seen the campaign or who had made a small contribution, they all started to show up on set with like food or like, hey, do you want to use my car? Hey, you want to shoot up my house? Oh, it was wow. so amazing. Somebody even said, this was before drones. I have a crop duster. So I literally had sent my cinematographer on this helicopter that was smaller than a pickup truck. And I got aerial shots for my first feature film, which back then it was unheard of. Now everybody does it, but you know. So the movie came out beautiful because the community really took it on as, okay, we are tired of seeing ourselves represented only as the negative stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Like it's exhausting. And what impact that has on us as a community, not just how others perceive us, but how we perceive ourselves, specifically our youth. So the movie came out great because not only had I raised the funds, I barely paid for anything, right? Because everything was donated to me, but I couldn't sell it. Nobody would buy it for the same reasons. Why is it in English? Why isn't it said in East LA? Not that there's anything wrong with East LA, but we're 20% of the US population. Not all of us live in East LA, you know? <laughs> Why is JLo not in it? I'm like, oh my God, because I'm not rich yet. <laughs> so I went back to the community on my social media and I said, guys and girls, <laughs> this movie you helped me make, nobody will buy it. So help me. So something beautiful started to happen. People started to request the film at their local movie theater. And it's it's a crowdsourced platform that existed. If we pre-sold enough tickets, they'd be a screening. There was no mm. cost. So the community across the country was like getting organized to watch my movie. They didn't even know what the movie was about. They just knew what it stood for. So I toured the country that way. And obviously I sold it because distributors could see, wait a minute, what is happening here? And, you know, and 10 years later, the movie's still going strong. I still get checks. People still watching it. It's a beautiful thing. So I realized, wow, it was very hard. But I realized I figured out a way to get projects funded, produced and distributed completely outside of the Hollywood system with the community and with using technology, social media, grassroots outreach. So after I did this, a bunch of other filmmakers started asking, how did you do that? Can you help me? At the time, I was running a nonprofit called Nosotros, which was founded by Ricardo Montalban to solve the same issue of underrepresentation of a community. He founded it 50 years ago and we're still in the same place, you know? Mm. So that tells you. So because I was running this nonprofit, all the members, many of the members would be like, Fanny, can you help me? Can you help me make my movie? You know? So I started coaching folks on the side just to do my part because I realized if we empower the creatives, that's how we're going to transform this industry because the talent is there. There's just no access to the tools and the funding and everything else that they need. So I started coaching people on the side while I was, you know, raising my two little boys and had three jobs. <laughs> and I started dating my husband and co-founder and he watched me coach somebody. And he's like, babe, this is a business. You're giving this away for free. This is a business. There's value to this. And I was like, no, I don't want to charge. I am committed to changing this industry. This is my passion. But imagine that you could help people and make a living mm -hmm. and actually focus and make this your career. And not work three jobs. Exactly. <laughs> we opened Avenida seven years ago. 
from our kitchen table. This is where we are now. We raised millions of dollars via crowdfunding for hundreds of projects. We opened a production facility in LA and now we're getting ready to launch the biggest project yet, which is an English language streaming platform for US Latinos. It's called A+. So imagine our own Netflix, right? Where all our stories thrive, where you can see all the facets of our Latinidad, not just one. And we're very, very excited. And I just wanted to act. I wasn't trying to be an entrepreneur, but here we are, you know, and I've, I've enjoyed this journey so far. It's been really, really difficult, but I've grown so much. And I just love the impact that we're making because we're teaching creatives and that they don't have to wait. They don't have to wait for an agent. They don't have to wait by the phone to get the green light. There are tools that they can use to get their projects made and they're in control. So that's the thesis of what we're doing. Empowering so many different artists and creators and so excited about A+. Thank so you. So when is it launching? How can we support you? How can we follow? What types of projects are you excited about that, that we'll be able to see? Very exciting. We already have hundreds of hours of content, a lot of content. And I'm talking about films, documentaries, reality, podcasts, talk shows, entrepreneurship shows. There's no lack of talent. There's no lack of participation. Latinos buy one in four movie tickets. We consume the most streaming media than any other group. And we're more likely to see ourselves represented. If we see somebody that looks like us on screen, we're just very excited to launch this platform because there's really nothing out there like it. And we're really solving for this pain point and it launches the end of November. Oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> we've been working on this for so long. And I hesitated to share it because, you know, we've been raising funds. It costs money to do this and to do it right. Like we're committed to do it right because there's only one first time. Like when people watch it, we want them to see the platform and be like, so we've been fundraising for a couple of years to launch the platform. You know, we're very lucky that we feel fortunate that we are one of the portfolio companies from, you know, Latitude Ventures. And we've been able to raise some capital, institutional capital. But a lot of times when we're pitching to funds who are not people of color or Latino, they don't understand. <laughs> they just don't get the need for what we're doing. They don't get it as a business, even though it's a huge opportunity, and they don't get it as the right thing to do. So... Eight weeks ago, we decided to launch a WeFunder. We're like, you know what? You know who's going to get it? The community. Yes. <laughs> so we're back to the basics. We launched the WeFunder. We've already raised a quarter million dollars, which is incredible to me. And it's really beautiful because people invest. First of all, I love that it's an investment. It's not a donation because we've always wanted to be sort of community owned or at least part of it. So the fact that we can all grow the company together mm -hmm. is so exciting, but it's also humbling because the messages that people leave us and how encouraging they are, you know how hard it is to be an entrepreneur, especially a woman of color. As soon as we came into the building, somebody said, I've been following you for years. I just want to thank you. You know, and it's like, okay, that's God saying like, okay, keep going. You know? yes. <laughs> keep going. What you're doing is making a positive impact. So, and I really feel like this is the solution. Like John says. It's for us to create our own path, for us to create our own content, our own films, our own programs, and to have a distribution platform. Because at the end of the day, we have to connect the creatives to the audience. And that's what's missing. So we've already created this awesome pipeline of filmmakers and creatives. We've empowered them for the last seven years very successfully. But they don't have a place for their awesome works to live. And... 
our community doesn't have a place to see themselves represented in a positive light. So we're like, okay, we'll be in. So we're really excited that we're going to be connecting the creatives to the community in this space. And that is national. We've already been approved on all like... Uh, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, iOS, the web. We already have some ad partners. We've been getting some press. We're developing some shows with like celebrities and influencers and up and comings and first timers. Because at the end of the day, we have to uplift the entire ecosystem. And I really believe that once we take enough of the market share, then Hollywood will be like, what are they doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, maybe they'll start to like replicate or work with us. And that's how the system is going to change. But mm -hmm. if we keep waiting, it's just not going to change. No, it's not. Yeah. And, like, wow, you have so much courage <laughs> to tap into that. And even when you're tired, but it's like <laughs> to know that the community, they feel this ownership, this sense of pride. Yeah. And they want to support not just you, but it's like it's the mission and I'm so excited. Thank I know all you. of us, all of our her money moves. Thank we are you. definitely gonna tune in. Can't wait. Please to watch see it. These please stories. download it. It's free. It's free. It's ad supported. And also, if you're watching this, please join us. Invest in our WeFunder. You can go to wefunder.com forward slash Avenida. And you can invest as little as a hundred dollars as, as much as you want. It's really exciting. There's just a little gap that we have to fill. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, has there been any little like challenges? Because you know how we can get competitive in mm -hmm. different regions. So mm -hmm. is there like any certain cities that maybe they've raised a little bit more than others and the other ones like <laughs> need to step in? I know no, you're gonna... but I would love that competition. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Okay, well, I'm in Houston and Ooh. so I want to definitely support you. Please, so please. Well, we're coming to the Tejano. Yes, uh, yes. So yes, let's, let's so, do something okay. and fundraise there. That'd be so great. Yes, we'll love definitely to do, do that. Okay, so speaking of the name, Avenida Productions, share with us how you came up with the name and, and what it symbolizes. I'm from Venezuela, so I grew up speaking Spanish and I just wanted a Spanish word. And my husband grew up in Highland Park in Los Angeles. In that city, there's avenues and they're named by certain numbers. And he grew up in Avenue 67. So he wanted to call the company Avenue 67. I was like, I don't know about that because it's a gangs. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> he's like, what if we call it Avenida? That's a little bit of you and a little bit of me. And at the end of the day, the name came about because we are all about how do you carve your own way in this industry? Create your own avenida. Don't wait for somebody else to, to give you the green light. You have everything that you need to change things, right? And to get your dreams come. You have everything that you need to be able to create a project and make your dream project a reality. My company happens to be called Dream Big. I know. I, yeah, I love it. Thank you. I love, and I love knowing what are you dreaming bigger about? How would you like to see what are your aspirational goals for the industry, for all the work that you've been putting in for all of these years? What does the future look like in your mind? I mean, I'm very excited. The goal for us is to have a full-blown movie studio that compares to the other ones, Paramount, Sony, Warner Brothers, Netflix, to have our own like huge lot where we're creating content, we're filming movies, we're hosting events, we're hosting schools, we're really empowering the creative community and us as an audience. So I really dream of that day when Avenida is like this huge lot. We already have our eyes on one, by the way. <laughs> and when we put our 
minds is something we gotta done. <laughs> so yeah, just a future in which I see people that look like us playing not just the negative stereotypes, you know, playing mm-hmm. teachers and whereas American as everybody else, we play a very important role in crafting this country and we deserve to reap the benefits too. So I just hope that the work that we're doing and having our own platform that really showcases who we are will transform how we're perceived, will help us, let's say in business, will help us get more loans, will help us get more financing. In politics, we'll start to get more representation, you know, and higher education that our kids actually have better access to higher education and wealth, that we're able to build wealth, generational wealth. People ask me like, okay, what does Hollywood have to do with that? And think about it. I decided to be an actor because I saw it in a movie. So many people decide to pursue their dreams because they saw it in a movie. Mm -hmm. Or they pursued a love interest because they saw it in a movie. It, It really matters. It really impacts our image and it limits who we are and what we can do and how to far society. we believe we can go exactly if you can see it you can be it right yes. that's what gina davis says yes. so yeah <laughs> and i always say if you see her you can be her exactly Ooh, that's yeah. even better and, I like that you better. know and it's like that teacher was that angel that was brought yeah. into your life to tell you no you don't wait around for it you write your own stories yes she's have you seen her recently have you yes. been able to yes oh my gosh she's so oh. proud oh. <laughs> I just saw her uh, a few months ago. I flew back to Denver and she met my husband. It was really beautiful. And we had dinner and she remembers so many things. You know, it's like, wow. I mean, she had so many students, you know, (laughs) but she remembers so many things. And yeah, we stayed in contact because I really honor her and I, I credit her for really helping me open my eyes to there is a path that you can create. So anytime I get a bunch of no's or things are not working out, I'm like, okay, what can I do to create my own path, to create my own avenida right now? And that came from that, from being encouraged. And and also my family, like my parents have been the most supportive bunch. Like I'm so lucky, you know, and I get that a lot of people don't have that. My parents have to this day just supported, supported, supported. I, I wouldn't be here without them, you know? So I've had that from the family, but also from my teacher. That really changed my life. And I've had mentors along the way that have really like, you can do this, you can do this, you know. And you know what? And some of these mentors or people that I admire, I work with now. And they ask me for help. It's like, wow. It's really cool to see. Thank you so much for being on the show and creating not just an avenida, <laughs> but highways. Yes. You know, for us to transform the future and how we see ourselves. Yeah. You and your husband are just making an incredible impact on so many people. And we thank you for being selfless and putting in all this time. Yeah. It's really oh. incredible story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate to support it. You. Thank you. Thank you.